Let's start here. Apex celebrating its 150th anniversary. Town commissioned you to write the play telling the story of Apex, and you gave it the name Forged in Fire. Tell us a little bit more about that title. Well, well it's kind of a, it has a literal meaning, and I hope also a metaphorical meaning. meaning. Um, there's a line in the play that I put in there. You know how bricks are forged in fire? Our town's character was also forged in fire. Two fires, two fires that destroyed downtown Apex and forced us to either give up or build back better. So these two fires happened just a couple of years apart, back around 1911. They had to, they burned down the town. They had to completely rebuild. And after the second fire, the town commissioner said, you've got to build back next time with brick. That turned out to be a great idea. Those brick are still there wow. today, and that's what gives downtown Apex its charm. So are, are you saying that Apex forged in fire, referring not only to the bricks of downtown Apex, but also to the people that maybe live in old Apex? Absolutely. And that's something I didn't really realize until I, until I started working on the play. I grew up right next to downtown Apex. I saw those bricks every day. But when I was working on the play, I realized those bricks really represented the people of Apex, our forefathers and mothers who faced adversity after adversity and always found a way to ov- overcome it. Could wow. I give you a couple of examples? Please, yes. Well, one of the stars of our play is Julia Montgomery Street, uh, well, an actress playing her. She lost both of her parents at a young age. She had a very difficult family situation growing up, and yet... She grew up and became one of America's most beloved authors of children's fiction. She never experienced what most of us would consider a a normal, a happy childhood, and yet she gave a whole generation of children books that they could enjoy. A couple of other examples? Sure. Uh, C.W. Matthews, he was a person of color in the late uh, 19th, early 20th century, and yet he somehow navigated all the minefields of Jim Crow rules, and became a leading businessman in downtown Apex. Uh, In fact, many of the buildings you see today are buildings he built, and some are buildings he owned. One more quick example. Mm -hmm. Uh, Our turpentine industry. Okay. Apex started as a center of the turpentine industry. We distilled turpentine into tar and pitch, what they call the naval stores industry. We shipped it all over the world. We were doing great. And then what happened? Around the turn of the 20th century, they discovered oil, Pennsylvania, Texas. So what did we do? Well, some of our people started looking at those oak barrels that they distilled the turpentine Mm -hmm. in, and they said, we could use those oak barrels for something else. And Apex went from being an epicenter of the turpentine distillery industry to an epicenter of the moonshine industry. So our people had grit, they had gumption, they were resilient. That's what I mean when I say our character was forged in fire. What do you say to the people, Warren, who don't live in Apex? Is this a play for them as well? No. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Everybody loves a good story, and that's what this play is. It's just lots of really good stories that just happen to be set in southwestern Wake County. They're stories about courage and perseverance, like the ones I Mm -hmm. just told you. 
There are stories about righting the wrongs of the past, like slavery and segregation. There are stories about adapting to change, like the, from turpentine to moonshine. There are stories about hope and redemption and healing. And I hope everybody can identify with those stories. I'd also add that just to underscore that this isn't just a play for people from Apex, we're doing this play in collaboration with a group of directors and designers from Meredith College. And our actors, while we have many from Apex, others are from all over the Triangle area. And, and everybody's doing a fantastic job. So this isn't just an Apex production. What about people that don't enjoy history? Would they enjoy this play as well? No. <laughs> no. I, to them, I would say, I wrote this play especially for you. I remember studying history in grade school, and you, you probably do too. Mm -hmm. We learned the names of the presidents, the dates of all the wars, and this was helpful in giving us a framework for organizing the events of history. But it could be rather boring. Instead of memorizing the dates of Prohibition, or segregation, or the Great Depression. If you come to this play, I hope what you'll do is witness what it's like to live during those events. Well, I think it's a wonderful thing because Apex has changed so much. I grew up in the Triangle, and I mean, it, it's great. So many people are moving there from everywhere, so it's great that they'll have something to know, know the history of Apex before it was a boom town with a million strip malls and subdivisions. <laughs> right, John. When I was a child, Apex had 1,000 people. That was our population. Mm. I think it's approaching 80,000 wow. now. Wow. Tell us uh, when the play is, where the play is, and how people can get tickets, Warren. Yes, March 7 through 17 at the Halley Cultural Arts Center in Apex. Um, you can get the tickets by calling the Halley Cultural Arts Center you can get them by going online to www.apex150.com. This is Apex's 150th mm -hmm. anniversary. Or you can just go to the Halley Center and, and get them there. I understand you can get them on Instagram, okay. uh, whatever that is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an old guy. Sorry. It's all good. Yeah. That's great. We look forward to the play. Really appreciate your time today, and uh, thanks so much for being here. I appreciate you having me.